Let's stand, family, come into the presence of the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for this day that you have made. We worship you, we adore you, we magnify your name. We thank you for giving us Jesus, the reason for the season. Thank you for our, giving us a precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you rise up big within me now, that you'll think through my mind and speak through these lips of clay. And I declare that I'm a servant ready to be used by the Master this morning. Thank you, Father, that I will speak your word and it will flow with, with boldness and a fresh anointing and fresh uh, revelation that will encourage your people. It will be like a seed that will go in the heart of your people and grow up. And we at Christian Family Church, we are not only hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. And therefore, we have good success. And everyone said, Amen. And you may be seated. Well, family, how many of you remember the story in the Bible about the Valley of the Dry Bones? We all do, right? It was an account where God took Ezekiel in the spirit and he placed him in the middle of a valley, a valley that was filled with bones. They were bleached bones, dry bones. And these bones were from an army that was defeated. And now the bones were all scattered around. And the Lord asked Ezekiel a very unusual question. He said, Ezekiel, do you think these bones will live again? And I guess that Ezekiel answered the Lord like you and I would answer the Lord. He said, honestly, Lord, I don't know. Only you know. And then the Lord told Ezekiel to prophesy to the dead bones that were bleached and all uh, scattered all around. And Ezekiel 37, 5, it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. In verse 10, it says, so I prophesied. As he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Now, family, this is an example or a type of uh, the, the church going through the dark ages. They were scattered. They were defeated. They were dismembered. They were isolated from one another. They had no power of God. And how many of us uh, can agree that the last couple of years, we might have felt like those bones from the valley. We've been scattered. We've been isolated. Uh, it has been a very challenging time for the body of Christ. We've navigated uh, through so many difficult times. Many people have lost their loved ones. We've all gone through a heartache and grief the last couple of years. And we know that Satan, our enemy, has used COVID, fear, variants, and lockdown to try and keep us scattered and isolated from one another. But the Bible tells us that God, by supernatural power, brought the bones together in Ezekiel. He put flesh on them. He breathed his spirit of life into them. And they stood up and became a vast army. And I believe that's exactly what's happening in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ today. God is breathing his breath on us. We are gathering together once again. And we will stand and become the mighty armor that God has destined us to become in Jesus' name. Glory to God. We might have been knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Knocked out. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well. It's a great New Year's. Eh? Started off right. Oh, we have been knocked down, but we are not knocked out in Jesus' name. And we're getting back up on our feet. Right, family? And we are re being reminded how much we need each other so that he can fulfill his purpose and, and will 
through our lives. So I believe that God is raising up an army for the final, last, great end time revival. And we are part of that army in Jesus' name. God has kept the best for last, and that includes you, and that includes me. So there's power when we are connected together as a body of Christ in unity and love and harmony and in joy. If only we can get past the petty problems that try and divide us and try and stop us from being connected together. I believe that we'll walk in a greater dimension of God's power if we can overcome these petty problems. There is no perfect church, family. There is no perfect congregation. Newsflash. (laughs) And there's no perfect pastors, right? But if you come to Christian Family Church, you're perfect for us and we're perfect for you because Christian Family Church is our home, right? So I believe that God has called us to the next phase of our ministry and our destiny. And it is imperative that we stay connected one to each other for the great work that lies ahead for each and every one of us. If we just think of the day of Pentecost, the disciples were in one place. Say one place. They were in one accord. Say one chord. And what happened? Suddenly, a sound like a mighty wind from heaven. Say heaven. It filled the house where they were sitting. And God made his presence known to one group of disciples, 120 of them, in such a spectacular, in such a supernatural way, because of their unity, because of their love together, and because they were connected with each other. What happened in that one room, that one day, with one group of believers in one accord, Change the history of Christianity. And something is supposed to happen, family, when we get together in church. The anointing and the power of God should and will be felt in Jesus' name. I mean, if we look at Acts chapter 2, we see Peter's addressing the crowd. The people are gathering around. They wondered what the heck was going on. These disciples were making such a big noise in church. And in Acts 2.15, it says, And these men, Peter says to them, are not drunk as you suppose. Can you imagine? It's only nine in the morning. No, this was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Thank the Lord there's a teaching going around that women can't preach. Oh, well, just take this and throw it out the Bible. Your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. Means they're going to speak the word of God. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And then verse 18 says, even, even of my servants, both, thank you, Lord, men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And everybody said, hallelujah. That includes me, right? And then I will show signs and wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood, which is the cleansing. The fire, which is God sanctifying the church. And billows of smoke, which is God's manifested presence being revealed in the natural. And the good news is we are included in Joel's prophecy. 
family, this is our day. This is our moment. This is our year. Everything that we have been through up to now is for a time such as this. Often we experience great opposition before we experience great breakthrough. How many of you are ready for a great breakthrough? I know I'm ready for supernatural breakthroughs. Amen and amen. You know, you may have experienced in your own lives where the enemy has come against you, come against your family, sickness, disease, COVID, come against your family with lies and attacks. Well, what was the devil doing? He was coming against the word of God that God has put inside your heart. He has come against the potential that is inside of you. He has tried to cut off your destiny before it could be fulfilled. He's tried to derail your destiny. If only we can understand the attacks come to derail your destiny, family. But things are going to change. So whatever opposition you've been through, it all has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And God is positioning a people. And we are in the right time. And this is the right place. And the time is now. And God is going to launch us. Get ready, family, into a new season of supernatural breakthroughs. And God is making a way for us to step into our fullness and the purpose that he, that he has for each and every one of us. Glory to God. You know, it was by God's grace in 1979 that my husband and I started the church in, in Johannesburg. We were in one accord with People and my husband in those days was praying five and seven hours a day. And the power of God fell in such a supernatural, tangible way. And that same power of God that fell then is about to fall again. It is evident for us in this season right now in Jesus' name. I remember one particular miracle where Apostle Theo said there's a person here who doesn't have a roof at the top of their mouth. In other words, they could put their tongue right up into their nose. How gross is that? But he said, your roof is growing close from the one side of your mouth to the other, like a garage door that slides down. Well, the lady, her name was uh, Marcel. She got up, she started screaming, and, and two deacons carried her to the front of the, of the, um, the church. And, and she told and she testified, I had no roof on the top of my mouth, but God has supernaturally healed me. Hallelujah. And so we've seen signs and wonders and miracles, too numerous to count. We've seen the blind eyes open. We've seen deaf ears open. We've seen the lame walk. We have seen supernatural miracles. And I believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and he is forever. And I believe we are going to enter in a season where we are going to see a greater demonstration of the miracles like we saw in the early church. It's our season. The year is now. The time is now. This is our time, Christian Family Church. God is supernatural miracles ready for us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, hallelujah. hallelujah. But you know, as a pastor's wife, I rejoice in all the miracles that God has done in and through our lives. But there's one thing that really breaks my heart. Even after 40-something years, my heart is still not jaded. I'm still there's something that really breaks my heart. And that is the ones that the devil has stolen from us. Because they've been offended with one another, had petty arguments, things that they 
could have dealt with but didn't. Or they stayed away because of fear like Satan would like them to. Or they've been through so many years of disappointments. One lady said to me, I feel like I've been set up for disappointment. Or they feel like they've been betrayed by one another or friends and family. Or they've been through so much hurt. That that's Satan's strategy for his success is to take them out of the body of Christ, to take to dismember the body. That's his strategy for success, to try and keep us isolated from one another. And when he does that to a person, Satan will steal their God-given destiny. And Satan will steal their God-given purpose, which means he's stolen from us their talents and their abilities. Because they were meant to be in church, they were meant to be serving right here with us, helping the body grow. And there's something, when we get together, there's a corporate anointing. And we will never fulfill our potential if we are lone rangers, family. It's just not possible because it's in church. We know how to take up the shield of faith and quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. It's in church that we learn how to walk in love and unity and overcome our problems and our challenges and the obstacles of our everyday lives. Remember in Ezekiel, this was not just one person that was dismembered and, and defeated. It was a whole army that was disconnected. They were once a huge fighting machine, but now they lay in the desert and their future was gone. Their hopes and dreams were gone and they used to have one mind, one heart, and that was to defeat the enemy, but now they were overcome. And you see, attacks will come from the enemy. The attacks will come and try and destroy us and, and break us down and divide us, not only as individuals, but as families as well, but also as a family of God. Now, Christian Family Church, we've had our fair share of attacks, but by God's grace, we have withstood every attack and we are still together, stronger than ever. And everybody said, Amen. And we are more determined than ever to finish our race and finish strong. How about you? So on our personal level, we've had many attacks in our marriage, especially in the early years where uh, in South Africa, many Satans uh, got together and they would fast 30, 40 days at a time so that uh, we would get divorced. They would curse our marriage. And, and I just thank the Lord that the shield of faith was up and we quenched every fiery dot of the wicked one. And then no weapon formed against us will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper in Jesus' name. God is bigger. He's stronger. The devil is under our feet and he is defeated in Jesus' name. But Satan was coming for the word that was inside of us. Because Satan can't read the future, but he knows when a person is anointed and he knows what God's going, that God wants to use them in the future. So when God comes, when the devil comes against you, he's coming against your future. He wants to derail your future. We've got to understand that. He wants to destroy the plans that God has for you for your future. In our own lives, in, in uh, 1983, our first daughter was born almost on the stage, my my waters broke on the stage, and, and I said to my husband, back, we had a big couch in those days, and, and I was sitting, because I used to lead praise and worship, even though I couldn't sing, but I just loved to be, <laughs> I just like to encourage people, so I would sing and, and mime most of the time, but no one ever knew, they would just think I had a great voice. Nevertheless, uh, I would sit down after praise and worship, and sat on the couch, and then 
my water's broken. Then I said to my husband, he was doing the altar call, and I said, honey, I think we've got to go to the hospital. And now this is our first baby. So he says to me, well, do you think we can wait one more service? Because after this is another service. I said, no, I've never had a baby. I think we've got to go. <laughs> but nevertheless, our children, and then 1983, Candace was born. Uh, so our children grew up in church under the chairs, playing around in the office, in the playground, and they had such a happy life. And then in the early teens, Satan came against them in such a strong, diabolical way, trying to get the destiny that God had for them, trying to steal their destiny. But Apostle Thea and I, we waged war against the forces of evil, and we rejoice today that we won that battle. Satan is under our feet because we've been given authority over him. And our children are on fire for the Lord more than ever before. Ministers in their own right. And what God did for our children, God is going to do for your children. We overcame them. We overcame the devil by the blood of our la the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And you can too. So to God be all the glory for the battles that have been fought and the victories that have been won. And if you look over your lives, you will see you've won more battles, really, than you've lost. Yes, there are casualties in every war. And we know that Satan has been successful in getting pressure saints to leave the church for different reasons. They think they can have church on their own. And I call them the home alone Christians. But if only they knew that's exactly where Satan wants them, home alone. Why? They're vulnerable to his attacks. They lose their joy and vitality. They lose their strength. We were not created to be a limb on our own. We were created to be connected to the body of Christ in church. Everybody say, in church. in church. Yes, I can rebuke the devil by myself. But the Bible says one can chase a thousand, but two can chase 10,000 in Jesus' name. But ultimately, family, Satan cannot stop us from rising up and standing on our feet, and being the great mighty army that he's called us to be. And together, we will win. If we look at the anatomy of the body, how can the foot say to the leg, I don't need you? How can the foot function properly if it's not connected to the leg? The body we know is made up of many members. We've got blood, muscles, tissue, bones. But let's talk about bones because they represent structure. If our bodies have just muscles and no bones, we would collapse and then we'd hear Apostle Theo's weak joke, which says that the man who had no spine had to take him home in a bucket, right? <laughs> and if you have any new jokes, it would be uh, greatly appreciated. <laughs> but there's strength in our bones, isn't that right? Bones give us sustaining power that we need. Let me say, it's not just enough to be anointed. If we don't have structure and order, we'll be like those fireworks that blow up, make a big noise, and fizzle out. The structure in a church is like the bones. We need each other to operate correctly. We need order and structure in our lives. There's, that's one reason why we have the growth track. That's one reason why we have dream teams. That's another reason why we have groups, to have order and structure in the church. Paul said, let everything be done decently and in order. Do you know that God even said to the sea in Job 38, 11, this far and no farther will you come. 
Here, your proud waves must stop. So there's order in God's kingdom. We live in a world today when people say, don't tell me what to do and don't put me in a box. Well, imagine if the seas told God, don't put me in a box. Well, there would be no order and we would have no land, right? So we need boundaries. In fact, it is safe for us to live within boundaries. Everything God created is in order, but the Satan works and he creates disorder. He creates a confusion and chaos. He creates mistrust. He creates disobedience, ineffectiveness, and he tries to break down God's structure. But God actually has a prototype for the order of church. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, And God has appointed these in the church first apostles. Now, Apostle Theo is a true apostle because apostle is sent one who starts churches. Many people just want to have a title and call themselves apostle, but no fruit. But the first um, is apostles. The second is prophets. The third are teachers. And after that, miracles. I told my husband, I don't want to be any of those. I just want to be an encourager. Because if I'm an encourager, I don't go into the strict judgment. I don't want to go in the room with a strict judgment. I want to have a lesser judgment. I'm just an encourager. That's what I told my husband. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work, but I'm trying that. But that doesn't mean to say we've got to operate outside of our giftings. We've got to operate together. It means that when we have our giftings and we are aligned properly together, that's when we'll see what God has for us manifested in the future. God works in order. Order actually is a military term, and it means we are aligned properly together for victory. A healthy church is when everyone has found their place, they're operating in their gifts and anointings, and like a healthy body family, it comes together in harmony. A healthy church is one that is equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. See, saints, your job is to do the work of the ministry. And Bible college is a great place to start for that. But in a society like ours with such independent thinkers, it's often hard to understand how can our destiny be linked to another. But it is true that God links us to each other so we will not succeed without each other. Even though God's a personal God and we have a personal relationship with Him, God connects us with divine connections. Say divine connections. If we look in the Old Testament, we see a couple of uh, divine connections. There is Deborah and Barak. We know that in Judges 4, we see the incredible battle that happened because of the power and the unity of Deborah and Barak. Remember, after 20 years of unbearable circumstances, the children of Israel cried out to God and he sent them a deliverer by the a name of Deborah. And God gave Deborah a battle strategy. Now, in turn, Deborah called Barak and said, Barak, this is a battle strategy. In turn, Barak got his 20,000 mighty men to go to war uh, with him. So together, aligned together, when they went to war and Deborah said, go, Barak, attack the enemy. Barak attacked the enemy. The 10,000 soldiers listened to Barak and they attacked the enemy and they had great victory. Not one man was left. Victory was gained because of the unity of Derek, Barak, and the mighty men, the 10,000. They enjoyed victory. They were not concerned or jealous of each other's giftings. 
If we can only get over, it doesn't matter what God's called us to do. That's the gifting God gave us. And if we should be free in that, I do not want to have Apostle Theo's responsibility. Trust me, I do not. I enjoy the giftings that God has given me. And you should enjoy the giftings that God has given you. And everybody is important. Another divine connection is Naomi and Ruth that we see in the Old Testament. We know the story of Naomi and Emelech, her husband. When they left Israel because of a drought, they went down to Moab. They took their two sons. The two sons married two Moabite women, Ruth and Oprah, or Oprah is her real name, but I'll just call her Oprah. And after 10 years of being in Moab, Emelech and the two sons died. Well, we think it's from a, a malaria that was very prevalent in that area. But there came a time when there was now a choice for Oprah and Ruth. They were at the crossroads of their lives. Were they going to, what were they going to choose to do? Oprah chose to leave the family of God and go to her natural family. And Ruth decided she was going to stay with Naomi. That was a divine uh, connection. And Ruth's famous verse is uh, one, in Ruth 1.16, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people <clears throat> and your God will be my God. Where you die, I die, and there I will be buried. For the Lord do to, so to me, and more so, also, if anything but death parts you and me. So what an absolute divine connection between Ruth and Naomi. Ruth and Naomi traveled back to Israel without husbands, but connected. And we know the outcome of the story, that through thick and thin, Ruth stayed with Naomi, which shows me that life's challenges, when they come along, it's not a time for us to leave the church or leave one another, but stay connected to one another. And difficult times come, but we stay connected as a family together. But it was through Naomi that Ruth met her very wealthy husband. She stuck to Naomi, and God gave her the wealthiest man in the area, he was well-respected. They had a child together, and they are in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Because she stayed connected to her divine connection, she fulfilled her divine destiny. Oprah, we never hear of again because she chose to walk away from the family of God. So you see, family, the importance of staying together, the blessing when we stay connected. I believe a success strategy is being connected with one another. God's prophetic purpose for our lives and for territories around us requires us to be connected together. But we need to know with whom God has sovereignly linked us. We need to maintain strong alliances with them. We need to respect authority over us. And understanding and maintaining strong connections is another way we can destroy Satan's schemes because he will not be able to infiltrate infiltrate our ranks where there's joy, peace, harmony, and love. You know, in the New Testament, we have divine connection. There's Paul and Timothy. There's Peter's destiny was fulfilled when Andrew connected him to Jesus. What about Jesus and the disciples? I mean, the disciples were not all blue collar. There were some interesting characters among them, but yet they stuck together, right? Different backgrounds, but different uh, interests, but they stuck together because God put them together. 
And I believe that God has connected us together right here as divine connections for His plan and His purpose for the next phase of our ministry. And so family, as the hand of the Lord was supernaturally on Ezekiel, I believe that the hand of the Lord is supernaturally on us today. As the wind of the Spirit blew, then I believe the wind of the Spirit is blowing on us today. As the men stood up as a mighty army, we too are part of that vast army. As the Lord had a plan and a purpose for them, God has a plan and a purpose for us. As God had a plan and a future for them, God has a plan and a future for us also. And together we're going to march in great glory to see the Lord's work fulfilled right here at Christian Family Church. Family, it's time for us to arise and to shine and let the glory of the Lord be seen on us. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared, prepared for those who love Him. Jeremiah 29.11 has never gone out of style. It doesn't matter how many times we say it, it's still the truth and it's the truth today. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And that, my family and my friends, is for 2022. And now I'm going to decree a thing over the church for 2022. I declare that the heavens are open over this house and God pours blessings of his supernatural brain and blessings over this house and your house in Jesus' name. I declare that this house is a house of prayer and your house is a house of prayer. I declare that people from every nation, all walks of life are coming from every direction to be rooted in Christ in this house. I declare that the rain of heaven is falling upon this house. I declare that the light of this house brightens the whole city and the whole nation. And I declare that the resources are coming to this house supernaturally from the east and the west and the south and the north. I declare that resources are coming to your house in Jesus' name. I declare that in this house, the Lord will confirm His Word with signs, wonders, and miracles. Get ready, family, for the supernatural to flow in your lives. I declare from this pulpit that the Word of God will be preached and nothing else but the Word. I declare that God is raising up sons and daughters that will continue to be groomed and equipped to do the work of the ministry from this house. I declare that the spirit of increase and abundance will always be the portion of every member of this house. I declare that health and healing will be enjoyed in this house. I declare the spirit of favor rests upon this house and every member who calls Christian Family Church their home. Goodness and mercy shall follow every member of this house all the days of their lives. Thank you, Lord, for fresh fire. Thank you, Lord, for fresh anointing. Thank you, Lord, for fresh faith. And we make it known to the heavens and to the earth this day that we dedicate our lives to the Lord for His service. And we shall accomplish great things that the Lord has planned for us all for His glory. Family, the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen.